Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And today we have an awesome friend of mine, Karina, uh, from high school. How are you, Karina? Good. How are you two? We're so good. So good. I know. We are, full disclosure: we just got back from vacation in California last night, mm-hmm. and um, I think we're both having a little bit of the depression, the back home depressions, or whatever. <laughs> like, got to go back to work tomorrow and barf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, um, so we were going to talk to Karina about a whole bunch of different things, but um, oh, we're going to have our dog barking in the background. Sure. Just Obviously. keeping it professional over here, Defending always. The house. Yeah. Always. <laughs> well, Karina, why don't just tell us a little bit about you, like what you do and your kiddos, all that sort of stuff. Tell us like what we should know about you. Yeah, so um, I am a mom of two kids, um, a four-year-old, Valentina, and then Eker is eight. Mm. Um, I work for the city that I live in um, as a public art administrator, but I also do a little bit of other things within the art community um, here in Colorado. That's awesome. awesome. I was very intimidated or interested to see what your artwork was going to be in your office. I was like, <laughs> I was like let's, let's see what she's picked. For I, I think her. I see Free Kahlo yeah. back there, yeah? Yeah, and then I have um, some graphic art by a local artist who actually um, was connected by another friend um, here in town. And I've actually awesome. included that graphic artist in an exhibition that I've curated. So it's kind of nice to have that art community that's so small. Yeah. Especially like the Latinx art community. So Cool. Is that an exhibit that's going, is it going on right now? It's actually going to happen, um, let's see, June through November. It's an exhibition celebrating the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Oh, cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So we asked. We, I curated a show, so I asked uh, 10 local women artists to tell me um, how they feel about, um, you know, women's right to vote. Because obviously 100 years ago, I, being a woman, wouldn't be able to vote, mm-hmm. uh, being a person of color. So I'm like, you know, there's some things that have to be spoken about. Yes, it's great to celebrate that women, women's right to vote. But mm. I'm like, not all women have that privilege. So yeah, that's what yeah, the exhibition sure. is about. Okay. Oh, that's oh, that's super awesome. Where in is it? Denver. Yeah. It's in Aurora. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So I organize or curate three galleries for the city, um, and they're going to be in two of our library galleries, in two different libraries. One in North Aurora, which is, you know, the heart of Aurora, mm-hmm. um, and then the other one is going to be in South Aurora, where there's a little bit more money and just a different crowd. Okay. Um, so I thought it would be awesome to show it for like three months in one gallery and then switch it out and then show the other artists in that gallery. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I worked in Aurora in the school system uh, in North Aurora for a long time doing healthy school food out there, and it was, it was awesome. No, that was awesome. And I remember um, hearing that you did the salad bar for DPS, right? Yeah, totally, yep. Because it's still going on. Oh, good. That's awesome. Well, that's awesome. good yeah. to know. I know. I hope that yeah. live well. I don't really have that much contact with them anymore, but I know that they, um, you know, obviously with, with Trump in office, it's been harder to, to get funding for, yeah. for good food and stuff. And so I don't know what's been happening with them, but I hope they're still in most of the schools that, they, that we were in. Yeah. yeah. They seem to be because one of my sisters still works for Denver Public Schools. Oh, awesome. Um, so... Yeah, she does a salad bar sometimes. Yeah. That's awesome. And is your, so is Eker in school? 
So is your he oldest? Is okay, your He's oldest in is sec- in school. Yeah. Okay. He's in second grade. Um. So why don't you let's let's talk a little bit about being a mama. Um, I know that a lot of our um, people that we've had on before have been sort of lead up to birth stories. And then they've talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about motherhood. But um, we want to really hear from you about um, your experience as a mama. And I always like to um, know out the gate if being a mom was something that you had thought about when you were younger, if you knew you always wanted to be a mom, how did you, how did you get there? I think for like the longest time I'm like, Oh hell no, I don't want to be a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like in my life without kids. Like I can't even imagine. Um, but then I feel like all that changed after I became an aunt Mm. and I'm like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to have kids. Like I want, um, you know, people to kind of take on our name and all of that too. So that very much changed. But for the longest time, I was like, I don't know if I want kids and, you know, more power to people that don't want them. I have a lot of friends that are like, oh, we're cool. You know, kids, they're aunts and uncles. And they're like, we're cool just being an aunt and uncle. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, never like to judge those that are like, I don't want kids because I used to be there, you know, at one point. But yeah, definitely when I became an aunt, I'm like, oh yeah, this little guy needs um, cousin so <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we kind of had the same thing with Corinne's uh, sister when she had a baby um, first of all the baby looks exactly like Corinne's sister so oh, it's, it's like bizarre. super yeah. weird like yeah. doesn't really look like dad at all <laughs> and um, so it's like seeing a little version of her sister and then we were just like oh right this is why people have babies like this yeah. this is awesome yeah. so yeah. Yeah. it was our big yeah. motivator yeah right right Um, and so you have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, and so, so can you talk a little bit about that? I'm always interested in, um, you know, becoming a mama to one kid and then how that shifts when you, cause your kiddos are four years apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that being a mama to Mm Eker and then four years later having Valentina come into the world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, we were very content with when we had Eker. Um, you know, we had him for three years, and then that's when we decided let's, you know, Eker needs a sibling. But mm. at, when he was three years old, um, he was actually, we were noticing very different things about him because obviously, mm. you know, when you become a parent, people are like, no one tells you how to be a parent. So mm. you're kind of just figuring out it out as you go. Um, so, and then we kind of were, our plan was to have our kids grow up being bilingual. So obviously when you're learning two languages at some point, like you're going to, you're going to seem to be falling behind, but your brain is trying to process like two languages at once. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so we kind of noticed that Iker was not speaking or like getting to those goals when we would visit the doctor's office that kids are normally reaching Mm. at his age so at like a little bit before three years old we were noticing that he would put like his hands over his head um and just wasn't really like trying to even walk Mm. Uh, and then my sisters kind of being educators were kind of like noticing that too Mm. um and so we're like well maybe we'll go get him tested maybe it's his ears like we weren't really sure what was happening Mm. um so we went through um it's it's called child find here in colorado um, where they test kids just for different things he got tested for his ears and he was fine he got tested for his vision and he was fine um and then they were 
um, giving us a survey as parents to kind of answer questions like, is your son here? Or does he do that? Mm -hmm. And then later, um, like a few months later, he got diagnosed with being on the autism spectrum, okay. um, which was kind of like a shock to us because we're like, what? Like, we already have to worry about, you know, are they healthy? Mm. Um, like, are they learning what they're supposed to be learning? Um, so that was a little bit of a shock for Scott and I, my husband, um, to find out that mm. our child was on the spectrum. But I mean, later, um, I feel like we were okay with it. We were just like, okay, what interventions do we need to get for him mm -hmm. so that he could be at the goals that he's supposed to be at for his age? Mm. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. And did you get Eker's diagnosis before you got pregnant? It actually, like we found out um, the diagnosis and like a few months later, we're like, oh, we're pregnant. Um, we're wow. going to have another child. Yeah. Wow. So, we definitely were like, what? Like, we wanted another child, but definitely wanted to focus on Eager and make sure he gets the attention that he needs. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, we're like, oh, we can totally do this. Mm. You know? Yeah. Wow. And, his, and then is Eager, is he in Is he in public school, in DPS? He, yeah. Okay, he, cool. He actually goes to Cherry Creek School. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or, yeah. So he is, um, for the first few years, kindergarten and first grade, he... Um, was in a classroom with kids um, with disabilities. Okay. Um, so most of the day he would go into the classroom. Um, but now he's pretty much, you know, we have to do an IEP with him. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, a education plan for our student to kind of talk about the goals that we want for Eker. Um, so we just had his IEP in January. So he has pretty much been staying in his general classroom. Okay. Um, with his friends and his teacher but he still goes to the other classroom when he just needs to like take some space or just mm. needs a break or mm. you know whatever cool. but yeah so our goal and his teacher's goals are to just eventually have him stay um third grade and up in his uh, general classroom yeah mm. that's great i know it's my you know, so my sister um yeah. had some learning disabilities but was also on the autism spectrum and um, and she, God, it was hard because like elementary school was great. Like we went to steal and they were like, they were really dialed and it was obviously a smaller school and, you know, teachers were really like, they knew her. Um, and then, yeah, she kind of got, it was hard to figure out where to, to put her. And I think she, I think in high school, basically she was, I don't know, it was like 50, 50. She was like in mainstream classes and then she was with the special needs kids. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was, she was just such an, an interesting nugget where she fell on the spectrum because it was like, she was you know, to see her, you were kind of like, oh, she was pretty high functioning and all the things yeah. and she could do pretty well in normal classes. Um, but yeah. it was but it was hard. She kind of mm -hmm. got, I think, lost in the shuffle because they just didn't have the resources or whatever it was, you know, and she was also just a kid that kind of wanted to do her own thing. So, yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, unfortunate because, I mean, public school, they're just spending so much time and people don't give credit to all the teachers. Mm. Oh, um, totally at all but i'm like it's public school like i went to public school and i'm fine like <laughs> <laughs> but i think the key is like we definitely are very close to all of eager's teachers i mean we're definitely not helicopter parents but we do have a special relationship with like his special needs teachers and all the interventionists like we definitely can text them or they can call us and let us know what's going on mm -hmm. um so i think that me and Scott have done a pretty good job at just kind of having that open communication with the teachers. Um, I mean, we're friends with the general education teacher too, but because we have had to deal with 
his other teachers mm-hmm. more were just a little bit tighter and closer to them. Yeah, so. totally. This this might be kind of a weird question, and I think a lot of it just comes from me, like my ignorance. But did you did you do anything different um, in your pregnancy with Valentina after you after Eker got diagnosed? Was there anything that you were like hyper vigilant about? I mean, I know there's like no way to kind of right, you know, right. determine what autism stems from or whatever but was there anything in your in your mind about like oh I should do this different or that differently or whatever well I definitely kind of very much always kind of compared like my pregnancy with Iker mm. to Valentina's and being pregnant when I had Iker was very difficult like I was sick for like three months mm. out of the nine months that I was pregnant like coughing I couldn't sleep like I don't know what was wrong with me it was almost like allergies but mm. it was I don't know if it was like bronchitis, but I was definitely more sick with when I was pregnant with Iker than I was with Valentina. Like, Mm. I feel like the second pregnancy was super easy with her. Mm. I mean, I did want to be careful with what I put in my body. But at the same time, I'm like, we didn't know that this was going to happen to Iker. And I was very, very careful of what I was eating and like getting sleep and all of that so I definitely did kind of compare my pregnancies or think like what can I do better I def- that definitely was in the back of my mind sure mm. yeah and yeah and how about once you got Eker's diagnosis do you feel like it shifted the way that you parented him or the or shifted your relationship with your hubby I mean what because I know that that's that that's yeah. a big moment mm. right Well, I could definitely say that as a mom or a dad, you can definitely freak out and want to just like help and, um, you know, control everything about your life and your son's life. But at the Mm. end of the day, like, I'm just like, Iker's going to fall and he's just going to have to get up again. Like, it's going to be fine. We always tell the kids, like, if you fall, like, it's okay. It's going to happen to you in life. Like, Mm. you just got to be able to deal with it. So I think our parenting kind of changed, but not too much after he was diagnosed Mm -hmm. because we just wanted Iker to have just like a regular life Mm -hmm. so we weren't going to try to make anything different because we just want him to you know live a normal life yeah totally yeah Yeah. go ahead (laughs) we're both like (laughs) how is how is their relationship how's uh Iker and Valentina Oh my gosh, they're like best friends. Awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely fight, and it's yeah. more Valentina, like, no, Eker, like, she's very much like the sassy <laughs> one. And Eker's just like, whatever, like, I'm just going to roll with the punches. But at the end of the day, even though they fight, we're like, you guys are going to be each other's best friends. Like, mm. when Eker starts driving, like, you're going to have to drag your sister around. So mm. we're, we right. want them definitely to have a close relationship. Cool. My husband, Scott, has a sister. So it's him and his sister only. And mm. they're they're pretty close. I mean, they're eight years. Um, there's eight an eight-year difference between them. Okay. But, I mean, I'm like, you guys are going to be like your aunt and uncle. You guys got to be close. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. And, it's, and four years is interesting because my sister and I were basically like, you know, four or five years difference. And, um, and it was, you know, in school, we didn't end up like, will they be um, in high school together for a year? I think, yeah. Oh, so I think calculated that they'll be, yeah. In cool. High so yeah, it's like senior, year, senior yeah. freshman. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause I didn't have that with my sister and I was always like very protective of like wanting to be in the same school as her and like the, all those things. And it's, but it's a cool age difference because I feel like you end up kind of like 
um, the younger sibling can really see the older sibling go through the kind of shit with a little bit, you know, a little <laughs> bit of a gap. They're like, okay, I got four years until like mm-hmm. this is going to really pop off. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. That's cute. That's awesome. What's Valentina yeah. doing? What's she into? She is into whatever her brother's into. But, <laughs> but she's very like girly. Like I never, I as a child never used to play with Barbies. Yeah. And she's not like, mom, I want Barbies. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Like she got the girliest girl that her grandma wanted out of the four siblings that That's we never hilarious. were. So it's kind of nice. My mom loves it that she's so girly. And yeah. at first when she was born, I'm like, I don't want my daughter wearing pink. Like, she can wear orange, green, blue, whatever she wants. So my very much focus was, like, Valentina's not wearing pink. Like, yeah. How'd that go? But now I'm just like, that's her favorite color. And I'm like, no, don't you like orange? I thought orange was your favorite color. <laughs> no, Mom, I like pink tutus. Thank you yeah, very much. Thanks very much. She does. And I guess she's totally going to be a dancer or, like, either a dancer or an actress because she's very much, like, very animated and yeah. very social, like that. We're just like, who are you? Because her brother, obviously, you know, he's cool keeping to himself. Yeah. But mm. Valentina, wherever we go, she like makes friends, and we're like, oh goodness. But mm. which is good, a good thing. Totally. But at the but at the same time, we're like, oh, you're totally not like Eker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so she, they're very different. Yeah, and then like, so what's but so Eker like? How does it manifest itself for like you know Eker's doing something she wants to do or whatever? Like, what's Eker into that she can also get down with? Um, he very much likes they. I took them to see Monster Jam, like the monster monster trucks. Yeah. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's totally into that too. So she's like steals the monster trucks from Eker, <laughs> and it's like they pretend play and. Yeah, that's know, amazing. Loved it. Yeah, I went and saw one of those things back in the day when it was like Grave Digger, or like whatever the yeah. old school monster trucks were, like in Colorado Springs, I think. Yep. And yep. Um, was it not overwhelming for Eker, like from a sensory oh. perspective? It definitely. Well, so we've been taking him for like the last four years. Oh, sweet. So the very first year we took him, we had to leave early because it was sensory overload. Yeah. Like it's already loud. <laughs> And there's so many kids screaming, and then there's these, like, trucks that make loud noises. Yeah, holy shit, it's it's intense. (laughs) It's intense. And so I think every year it's just, like, a little bit less overstimulating for Eker. I mean, we still have to take the headphones, and even I took them to the movies yesterday, and he's like, Mama, you forgot my headphones, because he has always used them. You know, the sound is so loud. Yeah. Mm. So... And good thing, like the movie theater, I know they have headphones. So I went to go ask, like, do you, can you guys let me borrow some headphones for my son? So, yeah, I definitely sometimes forget. And he reminds me, like, <laughs> mom, so I need this. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that movie theaters did that. That's really, that's sweet that yeah. they have that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. is just like an assault. Yeah. It is. Um, Talk to us about raising bilingual kiddos, especially a kiddo that it sounds like had some language challenges in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, So, yeah, talk to us about that. Of course. Um, So I obviously grew up in a household where only Spanish was spoken Mm. because my parents were very much like English is like outside of the home. School is like English. You're going to learn English outside of the home. So it was like constantly 24-7 like Spanish only. Um, and I've tried to kind of keep it that way in my household too. Um, but I feel with Eker kind of processing English, um, it's more English for Eker. Mm. I mean, we speak to him in Spanish. Um, my husband did 
not grow up speaking two languages. So mm. he's kind of, he has mastered that, but he's still learning. Mm. Um, so we definitely try our hardest and our best to speak Spanish at home. But Iker will say some words, but he definitely understands Spanish. Mm. Um, and Valentina is just like, yeah, she's mastering both right now, which That's we awesome. see. Um, so like they've never really known the word for milk in English. It's always like leche. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Eker's gone to school and said like leche and the teachers are like, I think that's milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some words that we constantly say in Spanish that they don't know the word for it in English unless sure. we hear it at school or outside of the house. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Um, but it's been a learning experience too, because my husband obviously is still learning too. Mm. He can have a conversation, but he's kind of sometimes at the point that's like, oh, that person's talking way too fast for me. Okay. Um, so <laughs> did he grow up speaking Spanish, though? What's that? Did he grow up speaking Spanish? He did not. No so Spanish. My husband, yeah, my husband's from Pueblo, Colorado, yeah. which is very different um, yes, little city because <laughs> obviously it's called Pueblo. Right. Pueblo. But... Um, a lot of the culture there in the 60s and 70s, they would get a lot of shit if they spoke Spanish. Oh, yeah, I so can see that. they stuck to a lot of English. So, like, my mother and father-in-law don't speak Spanish. Mm. My mother-in-law understands it. Um, so, Scott kind of learned on his own, like, taking Spanish in high school. Um, mm. And he very much hears different languages because he works at Costco, mm -hmm. so here in Aurora. So he hears all kinds of languages, so he's able to, like, speak to the members that only speak Spanish. They call, like, Scott over, but the Spanish speakers don't call him Scott. They call him Scott. so they okay. add, like, an E <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of it. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of teach three people, wow. my husband included. Yeah. It's like another language. Mm. Um so for the most part, we speak a lot of Spanish in the home, but there's times when I'm like, did I just find myself speaking English? Like, I I constantly am trying <laughs> to remind myself, Spanish, Spanish, but then Iker's like, Mama, English. Like, he wants me to speak in English. <laughs> and I'm like, but you know two languages, Iker. Right. And he's like, no, English. But then there's times when he's like, Mama, Español. Oh, that's, so, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so amazing to me. It's like, it's a fucking superpower when i see like a kiddo that's like like the parent will be speaking to them in spanish and then they answer in english and they'll talk to them in spanish. you know like when they can yeah. literally their brain is doing so much yeah and yeah. it's just i think it's such an unbelievably powerful thing to do for a kiddo like we we kind of bought our house in our neighborhood in portland because there's a, there's a japanese immersion school that's mm -hmm. here yeah. And where the kids learn all, you know, Japanese. And I just think the idea, I don't know. Like, I mean, I took Spanish in high school all the way through elementary school. And my Spanish is fucking terrible. It's pretty bad. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, Karina, you've got a fourth person here that I would know. like to learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I remember, like, doing Mikey's homework, like, a lot oh, of yeah. everybody else's homework <laughs> in Spanish class. You're like, come sit next to me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> in Miss Pfeiffer's class? In Miss Pfeiffer's class, oh, yeah. God, I wonder what she's up to. I fucking love her. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, but it's, and the other, and I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, I feel like, but like, but that idea that when kiddos are learning two languages, especially when they're super young, there's, there's a point where both languages dip yeah. off, like, yeah. and yeah. then, but then they both like charge and yeah. are amazing when you stick with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're definitely trying that because I'm like, I grew up like that. I'm like, I definitely want my kids to keep the culture, yeah. you know, the language going because it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, of course. Just to know two languages. Um, what, so, yeah. what an unbelievable skill in the world that is, you know, becoming so much more global. And, and you yeah. know, just to know yeah. another language is so huge. It's right. such a powerful thing. No, but I feel like, you know, taking Spanish in high school and then some in college, like it definitely strengthened my writing in mm. Spanish because I feel like my parents didn't teach me that. It was like reading and speaking Spanish at home. But the writing part, I'm like, that's why I took Spanish. Everybody's like, oh, this is an easy A for you. But I mean, at the same time, I'm like, I need to know how to write and where to put the accents and yeah. all of that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you you might I, do you listen to the show? I do. Okay. Did you hear the episode we were talking about um, the use of the A with the circle, like the at symbol for trans people? I did. And I didn't know that. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. taught me that too. Because I'm like. (laughs) It might be totally wrong. (laughs) Well, it was Jerry. No, it was a friend of mine who's a Spanish teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Who talked about it. But I was, but again, and I remember she asked me, well, how do you say it then? And I was like, oh, I have no idea. So yeah, I don't know if you'd heard of that. I had it because I actually, when you started talking about that, I thought you were going to mention the X, you know, yeah. like in Latin X. Yeah, um, yeah. Because obviously that is pretty strong and kind of uh, the thing these days, because obviously, you know, Spanish is more of a masculine um, language. Mm. Um, for example, like if you're in a group, Corinne, of like a men and it's just you as the woman, it's going to be the O even though you're included right. as a female. Oh, so that's why they the community's been adding the X. And it's been kind of interesting to talk about that with people. Like, why do you guys add the X? And it's like, that's why we are adding it now, because we don't want to say that one um, gender is more dominant than the other. So we're calling it like Latin X. Yeah. But mm. very much like the very like Chicano, like, old school like latina they don't like that they're like you guys are taking away you know our culture and we're like we're actually like thinking about everybody that's so Uh, cool and it's not about taking away the culture so i think was it biden who said i think he said latinx like kleenex latinx (laughs) he's like like, latinx (laughs) (laughs) nailing it joe (laughs) no that's really rad i mean and it is such an amazing thing when yeah, when a when a language itself kind of has it's gendered. I mean, it's right. you know it's so yeah. efficient in some of the ways that the language is spoken because you can kind of like say so many things that are encapsulated in the prefix and the suffix of the word, but it does like immediately become a concern when it's like oh people are gendered non-binary or there's or it's just such a spectrum mm. um, that we're really yeah. starting to identify more with and that's really cool. Yeah how how are you. Um... How are you talking to your kiddos about that? Because it, it must come up, right? Especially yeah. in language. Um, yeah. And yeah, how are you How are you navigating that with, with your littles? Yeah, well, I definitely think when I hear the kids say like, when my kids say like, oh, this is only a girl thing or mm. this is a boy thing. I'm like, we don't, we haven't taught you guys that. So I know you're hearing that at school because right. we're very much about like equality and social justice in our home. So I'm like, oh. You anybody Valentina can play with trucks if she wants to, or Eager mm. can play with babies. Like 
we, I definitely see that aspect talking about them in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll probably talk to them about the language part, like a little bit later, but Mm -hmm. we definitely want it to be like, yeah, girls can play with whatever boys can play. You can like purple, pink, whatever. Um, (laughs) I love I love the idea of her in, in the pink tutu with the monster truck. Yes. I think it's like, that, yes. That's badass. You got to like merge those things. <laughs> well, we definitely went to a birthday party and it was like a train and ballerina birthday party. And Valentina got her tutu, but like her pants that are like pinstripe, like with a train. Awesome. And they're like, somebody noticed that. They're like, oh, she's wearing both. I'm like, yeah, because that's the way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hybrid. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. rad. That's really fun. Oh my god, I love that. Well, God, and I was such a kid that like I don't know. I was such a gender bendy little kid. Like I oh. I wanted jellies so badly, and you did. Oh my god, I, I love totally them. can see that though. Yeah, and it's and so finally I got jellies, and I did not want fucking jellies. Do did you guys have jellies? Oh, I definitely. Jellies. They were definitely. so uncomfortable. They were the so worst. I used to give you hot spots and yeah, and then get blisters. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I wore it for like a day, yeah. and I was like, all right, fuck this. I'll, <laughs> yeah, no, <fair laughs> I'll go back not. to my Jordans or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were pure aesthetics. They were not. Well, it was an. I think I wanted them because I thought that it's what the dudes on um, Miami Vice wore like they were like the little like flats like miami style shoes or whatever and i was like oh those are jellies and they weren't fucking jellies they were like probably super expensive like you know just flats or whatever definitely still i'm still looking to whip some jellies so karina do you have things from your childhood that your kids are liking right now because what's old is new again so that's what i'm trying to think um like, do you have them watching Mr. Rogers or anything like that? Or oh yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I'm like, Hell you yeah. guys are watching like Shira and yes. and like yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> do it that way. I mean, I don't know about style because these days I'm like mom jeans. Like moms Ugh. don't even wear those. Like... No, dude, no. <laughs> All that shit coming back that I'm like starter jackets, like you know. Yeah. In Portland, it's like, and same as Denver, like, there's all the consignment shops that, like, if I had saved my ugly shit from back then, like, I could sell it for 500 bucks a pop now. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I think Scott still has, like, his Tommy Hilfiger jacket, like, in the closet. Nice. And I'm like, you better save that. I'm sure it's coming back. Yeah, shrink wrap that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When it's, and I I would be so interested. I haven't watched He Man or anything. I watched the G.I. Joe relatively recently. And, um, which it was okay. I mean, yeah. it was there's definitely some kind of like uh, gendery issues that are that, that oh, are they're yeah. a little prob- some kind of homophobic problematic stuff. stuff. I feel not like. on GI yeah. Joe, but there was definitely a pro- like homophobic stuff on so much yeah. in so many movies and media and stuff. It's like there's a lot of the movies that I watched when I was a kid that are just like so cringy about mm. what <laughs> rapey stuff for sure. Like so yeah. much creepy stuff around like spying on girls in the shower oh, and yeah. oh my god, it's horrible. But most yeah. of the most of like the kids shows though I feel like are pretty the the main thing for me about them is when I watch them they're so fucking boring. Like <laughs> like the Peanuts if you watch like the Peanuts Christmas special like 45% of that movie is just walking. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not even doing anything. They're just like walking from one place to the other. And it's right. like, oh my God. Well, I feel like a lot of that television too was was really age appropriate mm. because it wasn't, there wasn't these like fast camera totally. breaks and, and a ton of sensory overload. It was like you could sort of yeah. process things slowly 
yeah, you know, that was in line with a mm. kid's development. Now we throw at them like, Ugh. what is it, Blippy? That's just like, yeah, it's, I can't even watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, I definitely agree with that. Like, like for parents, it's even a lot. You're like, what's going on here? All these sounds and things, yeah. lights and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what, what? How how have you changed since having a kiddo on the spectrum, if at all? um I think maybe I have I mean I've been pretty patient but I think um that it's helped me be more patient and kind of open and kind of watching to what my son's feelings are and Mm. you know because he might be throwing himself on the floor or like Mm. just very uncomfortable but then at the end of the day or at that moment I need to make sure like what is going on here Mm. that um Eker's going through um, so I definitely am more aware of things. Um, so I would have to stay patient and a little bit more aware of the environment for sure. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have, cause I'm sure we've got mamas listening that have kiddos on the spectrum or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe are suspecting that their kid is having some sensory challenges mm-hmm. or maybe, um, do you have, do you have some advice from, from being in that place yourself? Five years yeah, ago. I mean, I guess all the kids, obviously, it's a spectrum. So they're all going to be different. I think mm-hmm. just being more aware of um, your child's feelings. And I mean, just actually talking about feelings, like saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm feeling frustrated, or I'm feeling like angry, like, I, because I think growing up, no one ever teaches you that you can feel these different things. Mm. So I think definitely being aware of what's going on. Um, like I said, when we noticed Eker kept putting his hands over his ears, mm. we're like, maybe that's something more serious than we actually think. Mm. Um, so just kind of even making notes or keeping a notebook um, to what you are noticing and when it's happening and um, like where you are, if it's at home or in a busy place at the store, because even the lights, I think at stores Mm. sometimes are are a little bit sensitive to Eker's eyes. So I think just kind of making a note, whether it's on your phone or a notebook, just to kind of notice, because I think you, as a parent, you can definitely overlook it. Mm -hmm. So I think just kind of making a note. And then later kind of looking at your notes and saying, okay, this is what's happening. I mean, I don't want to say to self-diagnose your child, but definitely right. make make notes um, right. and not really compare with other kids. But I mean, as a parent, I think you that's just kind of automatic sometimes, mm-hmm. but comparing, but not like in a negative way, just, um, yeah, just kind of being aware of what's going on in the kids that are might be the same age as their child. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think a lot of parents just don't pay attention. You know, mm. it's already tough having to be a, a parent um, that there's so much going on. But I think just kind of stepping back and seeing what's going on, mm. um, I would say, to other moms. Well, and also trusting yourself too, right? Like you right. are the expert on your kid. You see yeah. them every day, day in, day out in all kinds of different situations. Whereas professionals and teachers, we get them in this sort of very curated um, environment, right? And that you as parents, you have this, especially as a mom, you have this inherent, really incredible bond that um, allows you to see things that other Mm -hmm. people might not. Um, And so, yeah, to, to trust that. 
Yeah. Um, when what I've heard from so many parents is like, you know, because you're with your kid almost all the time, like you get to see the cause and effect. So right, I, right. Yeah. two hours ago they ate string cheese and now they're having, you know, like diarrhea or whatever it might right, be. Like right. Rennie has so many kids, you know, on the spectrum and not that come into her and it's like, you know, some of the parents are hyper aware and they're like, I noticed that when X happens, mm-hmm. Y happens, you right. know, or like when there's this stimulus, this is how what it affects in my kid. And then there's a lot of other parents that are just kind of like dude i'm literally just doing all that i can to keep the kid alive and i haven't really noticed that like every time they eat wheat they get a migraine or something you know like whatever it might be and so it is such a good idea to like to note take and just make sure that you're like yeah seeing all the different things and making sure that you're seeing the perspective like from a you know kind of ten thousand foot perspective yeah 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 for sure yeah Yeah, no and i definitely was gonna also say that you know what Iker eats it definitely has helped him like he's very much uh, only like a veggie and fruit kind of person mm. I mean he will have like a hamburger but once in a while or he'll ask for that but it's just been really interesting that he's mm. very much like give me a salad mom or give me like an apple and other parents when they see him around are like wow you guys <laughs> feed him really well and we're like this is all him like that's what wow. he wants to eat wow that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> what about your little one? Oh, she pretty much eats everything like yeah, we're, nice. we were laughing the other day because we're like she eats menudo and Iker's oh, awesome. like I don't want to eat that <laughs> <laughs> but she like eats like the meat part of the menudo not like the hominy part which is like my favorite yeah, part too. of the menudo but she eats it all like gets it all over her shirt yeah. and we're just like yeah get it <laughs> can you describe what menudo is menudo is what they call tripe so it's like yeah, the intestine okay. part uh-huh. of like the of an animal um which i think is i mean we grew up eating that like i don't think we thought it was disgusting until somebody was like menudo that's gross but that's just like part of our culture mm-hmm. um so yeah just kind of and even sharing that with our kids has been very interesting too because mm-hmm. we're like we're not telling valentina what she's eating right now we're just gonna <laughs> let her like yeah. <laughs> I think that's a solid way to go. And it's not like I, I always, you know, the whole like there was that whole stealth health movement for a while where it was like, you know, bake spinach into your kids brownies and don't don't tell them. And I was like, ah, right. I don't know if you know, I'm kind of like I'd like my kid to know what's going on. But when it's something like tripe or like stomach lining or whatever, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if we need to tell them every bit. But right. <laughs> just let them fall in love with it and think it's delicious. And then. Right. With it. <laughs> growing up too like we would come home from school and my mom would have like a cow's head in the sink yeah yes you would eat the eyeballs and like everything about like just that cow's head but now i'm like why didn't i take a picture of that that's so interesting like, <laughs> oh it's so cool two sinks and then like one cow's head and one of the sinks yeah yeah that's, that's amazing. amazing i know there's amazing the um there's this uh, so i've been working for this company called milk run and we do like home delivery of uh straight from farms we also uh-huh. have a butcher like a you know a, a you know, a meat processing plant that's attached to it. But there's a um, this taqueria that's right behind our, our business. And the people make the best food. It's so delicious. And oh. they, but they order like as many beef heads as and pig heads as we can give them. They're yeah. just like, they crush it. And they make this like cabeza tacos and like lengua yeah. and all the things. Yeah. And it's just like, no, the otherwise the heads are literally going into the compost. And wow. I'm like, it's yeah. such a waste. So they're getting like two or three heads a week and just like making the best stuff. And it's awesome. And I love delivering it to them because like, you're like, here's a head in the sack. Here's a head. <laughs> <laughs> like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it's like the most tender meat, the lengua, the tongue. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, the face, like it's just, it's it's the thing that's actually constantly moving um, right. in yeah. every animal because they're chewing and they're doing all the things and they're making expressions on their face. And so all those little micro muscles that are doing all that work are just working, working, working. And then so if you cook them right, they're, I don't know, it's delicious. And eyeballs are yeah. so yummy. Mm. Ah. <laughs> you know what speaking of eyeballs i've literally been, i've been watching us in like the corner in our little camera and it's fucking you know coronavirus everybody's like don't touch your face and i've literally been touching my oh, face the I entire do. time all just I do like, is touch well i'm face. dead <laughs> is is it as crazy there as it is here like scott my husband told me yesterday okay these two members at costco came in with like gas masks oh, not like wow. the little white masks but Somebody had taken a picture of them, and I'm like, why are they even leaving their home if they're that scared? Yeah. Right. Like, you could just get food delivered at that point. Maybe yeah. not yeah. 64 rolls of toilet paper at a time or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's, I guess... we, we just flew back yesterday from L.A., and I don't know. I, L.A. was not crazy. The airport was empty. Um, yeah. You know, there was people, like, with the little masks on and then wiping stuff down. But, like, I don't know. I haven't. And then here, I don't know. I was just at the farmer's market and everybody was, like, making out with each other. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was like, no, nobody's worried. Yeah. <laughs> and touching the fruit and vegetables. Oh, yes, my God. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> sneezing all over them and shit. So. How about, how about having kiddos? Does that, like, have you been fearful at all with the virus? You know. I, I have not because when you have kids like and they go to school and they come back like they bring every germ under the sun home <laughs> so your immunity like builds up totally so I'm just like and then I having a husband who works at this really busy place I'm like Scott never really gets sick but when he does I'm like it's probably some serious stuff from <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm not that scared <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. I know I'm 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 kind of in the same boat and I've always been kind of the weird person who's like you know, if I drop food on the ground, I'd love to eat it because I'm like, I want to like build up my immunity. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah. You're like, forget the 10 seconds. Let's just leave it there yeah. a little longer. I just spread <laughs> it, I spread it. it around and like <laughs> roll it over in the dirt. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, we got our five questions. Yes. I want to ask okay. Karina one more thing oh, yeah. because yeah. I'm I'm curious because your, your mama lives with you guys, yeah? She does, yeah. Um. So... You know, I think we've really gotten away from multi-generational living. Oh, yeah, totally. And, um, and I'm just, I just want to hear a little bit about that. What's it like to have your mom with you, interact with your kids yeah. every day? You know, definitely sometimes has its challenges because it's not like, I'm like, I haven't lived with my mom forever. Mm. That now that she's at our home, like, I definitely am appreciative of her and, like, mm just having conversations and stories about like her life. So I definitely love that she gets to like pretty much help raise our kids too. Cause I'm like, I was close to my grandparents, but for the most part, they lived in Mexico and would come visit um, yeah. whenever they could. Or, you know, my dad's family lived in New Mexico. So I'm like, I've never really had that close, close fondness with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So I very much love that Valentina gets oh, taken so to cool. school by my mom and knows mm. her friends and knows the grandmas and the parents. So I definitely love it. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, what? Why does your mom live with you? And it's like, it's just a thing that Latinos and like Asians do. Like it's totally. very much like a cultural thing. So I'm like, there's nothing wrong with like our mom living with us. It's mm. just 
a thing that you do. Um, So I definitely appreciate it. I always tell her all the time, like, thanks for your help in raising your kids. Mm. Yeah. And what an amazing way for people to get to know a their grandparents but then also like kids getting to know someone of that kind of age echelon like I didn't know my grandparents at all and I'm actually really glad that they didn't live with us because they were kind of assholes but um (laughs) but um but I just think that it's like it's what a thing and like you said it it is a cultural thing like there's I mean there's very few kind of white families that I've known that have been like that's something like that they really value is Mm. like valuing your elders and like and you know looking to the, the wisdom of of these people that have lived through so much. Mm. And I think it's something that, I don't know, you really miss out on. Because yeah. it's like... You do. The idea and of feel... sending a parent to like a, you know, I don't know, to live on their own or whatever. I mean, it's like I don't know, us talking about having kids and living out of, you know, not in the same state as either of our parents. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an odd thing for us to figure out how we want to manage that. Mm. Yeah. No, and I mean, there's been two, like my mom has learned from us too because she sees that Scott has been like, a dad like that he changed diapers and like helped like potty train that my mom's like what this is like foreign to me because my dad didn't do that my mom's like your dad didn't change one diaper (laughs) out of like the four of you so that has been a little bit kind of you know we've had to explain to my mom like this is what dads do like Mm, they help the mom like it's not like something that's like you know Scott just you know, comes home and you make him dinner. I'm like, it's not like that, mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Scott is a dad. He's gonna help. Wow. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I know that's... Two-way I, learning street. I know. I, never I did, about that. Yeah. I never thought yeah. about that either. So, that's so yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Should we have my parents move in? <laughs> Johnny, if you're listening, even, we have yeah, a even room before, for you. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's the first person to listen to the show every week, Karina, yes. just so oh, you know. He's always your number on one fan. Number one. He called me today and he's like, when's the episode coming out? I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have him move in um, before we have kids. We'll just, just to really set the stage. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> Romantic. Yeah. All right, Karina, are you ready for the five questions at the end of the show? Yeah, for sure. Are we still going to do the five questions? Yes, we are. Of course. Ooh, Karina, I think I know the answer to this, but um, (coughs) I would love to hear your thoughts on a 2020 candidate. I have been behind Bernie Sanders since the beginning (coughs) because he's very much, I mean, not that I'm not for the women, but I'm just like, people, this country had a problem with having like a black president that I'm like, are you even ready for a woman president? Mm. I'm very behind Bernie because he's been like a social justice person. So mm-hmm. he's very much talks his talk and is like about the people, like everybody. Mm. Um, so definitely Bernie Sanders. Cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, favorite swear word. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. curious. When I was thinking about this, I'm like, I have it in English and Spanish. So oh, I'm like, let's good. I love hear it. the, the bilingual swear. Yes. It's, all t- all, it's always like, pinche this, pinche that, or whatever. But in English, I'm like, fuck, or whatever. <laughs> or I, I've noticed that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not just fuck, but what the fuck. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> and is there a version of what the fuck in Spanish? It's just, pretty much like pinche. the pinche. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love that. <laughs> but it's nice because in Spanish you can be like pinche Mike or like 
Pinchy like the car or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit nicer to be like pinchy this in Spanish. Plus, not everybody knows what you're saying. No, but, and it sounds yeah. kind of cute. Or it's like it if you don't it's, know what it is, if adorable. you don't know what it means, you're kind of like oh pinchy. Like it sounds like someone's getting a little pinchy. <laughs> <laughs> or a little cartoon character. Or a little, or something. Yeah, a little cartoon character. Or yeah. Something. But really, they're telling you to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Um. Ooh. How about your eat your feeling snack? What's your go-to when you're feeling yeah. shitty? So I have two. So sometimes it's like popcorn with a little bit of Cholula on top. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yum. Or it could be like fruit and cucumbers with a little bit of lime and then tahin on top. Mm. Yum. What's tahin? Tahin is like the chili with the salt. And yes. It's like lime salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I knew that was the name. That's oh, awesome. Have- you gotta try it. You gotta it's get so down. good. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, and so um we always ask questions about um what was someone's last uh really positive experience with a healthcare provider? Because we're oftentimes talking to people who yeah. are like, uh, this went poorly and whatever, but we want to find out like what was the last like good interaction you had with like one of your kids' doctors or you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking about when I gave birth to Valentina, which was mm. four years ago. Um, and then right now, like my OBGYN doctor is not just my doctor, but she's like my friend who happens awesome. to be my husband's wife or my husband's friend's wife. Oh, cool. so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So That's she awesome. pretty much, though, is like, okay, it's your annual time. Kind of like, at first, I'm like, is this going to be weird? Because she's a friend. Yeah. But, she's, <laughs> but it's not. It's actually pretty cool. Like, she has seen everything. She's seen Valentina, like, come out of me. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> yeah, which has been, like, such a bonding experience with her. Mm. So I'm like, I am not scared to say anything or do anything in front of her. Because I'm like, she's seen a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's, it's only awkward when she starts doing your exam in the stirrups um, at the barbecue at your house, you know? <laughs> hey, just get up on the watermelon table and we're just going to have you just... <laughs> just... move everything. Yeah, we need to just check you out real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, and I can text her about anything. She, she's like, you're That's the awesome. only one of my patients that has my number. Cool. So, and she's the first one to see Valentina being born next to Scott. Like, so it's super special. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you have, this is totally a little off topic, but did you have both your babies in the hospital? Did you have them? What, 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 what did the birth story look like? I did. I yeah. had both of them at the hospital. And then it just kind of made me think like women in other countries give birth at home, which I'm like, which makes you just feel even more empowered because mm. um, you're like a little bit scared. Like there's no turning back when you're having a baby. So I'm like women in, you know, third world countries don't have a doctor. They just like pretty much do it on their own. So yeah, both of them I have at the hospital. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. What best am question. I, what am I missing? The best question, I think. <laughs> what is the best question? Nineties makeout song. Oh, or slow dance oh, song. Grinding song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your nineties like, makeout so song. Many. I know. Oh, but we, me and my husband started listening again to Diamonds and Pearls by <gasps> uh, Prince. <gasps> It's so such a good, good song. It's I forgot what a good Dude. song it is. Oh, so yeah. So good. I really yeah, we had that came up on um Spotify recently and we were like, oh, oh God, it's just so good. It's like a, just pu- like a perfectly produced song. 
Yeah. It is. That's awesome. I like that. And I'm with yeah. you. Well, Karina and I grew up together. When did we meet? Did we meet like in, it was in high school though. In no? high school. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but we definitely had a lot of parties that we went to where there was a lot of slow dancing and grinding and making out going on. And I don't think Prince was necessarily <laughs> being played. Maybe by the cool kids. Like like Katie Meadows and like that crew, they were probably playing Prince. But most yeah. other people were playing like fucking... 112 and Jagged Edge and like whatever, you know, like hip hop. like Red Man, Myth the Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know that Corey and Ryan are coming out here and we're going to go to see Run the Jewels and Rage? And I'm so jealous. I you just saw come. Corey this week and he's like trying to act all cool. Like, guess where, we're, where I'm going, Nina? <laughs> and I was like, where? He's like, we're going to see Rage. I'm like, you're just trying to like rub that in so hard. <laughs> He's like, We're, we'll FaceTime you. I was like, thanks, Corey. We will do that. Definitely. You should come. Yeah, you should. I should. Yeah. No, I'll let it be just a guy thing, I guess. Whatever. We're not gendering <laughs> things. Yeah. No, I might show up. Perfect. Maybe I'll surprise you. Do it. Um, yeah. Nina, this was so fun. I know. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so, so much. Thanks You're for like reaching out to us. Busy mama, yeah. work life. It's your mom's birthday, and oh, yeah. you carved out time to of be course. on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. Are you guys having a party for your mom today? Well, they went out. We're to not. Eat. She, oh, went out to eat. She's gonna chill. Yeah, we went out to lunch. Oh, so. that's awesome. Nice. She's just gonna take her, you know, afternoon nap now. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I might take mine. I might go to that too. Um, Dina, again, thank you so much. You're awesome. We love yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have to meet Valentina. Oh, you do. You love her. Everybody loves her. Not that they don't love Beaker, oh, but awesome. she's just like yeah. the little girl. That, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people are like, whoa. That's a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, my favorite. It's a little awesome. lady. That's a lot to handle. Yeah, and she's yeah. a little comedian too, so you definitely have to meet her. I'm ready. Yeah. Next time we're in Colorado. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody. So tune in next week. I think it'll be a, a Mikey and Ren stay in um, us from the house sort of show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Karina, is there anything that you wanted mm. um, people to like? If there's people in Denver, how they can access the show that you're curating? Um, yeah. Any special help that you've gotten for Eker that's been really amazing? Yeah. Anything else? Any plugs that, you want to make? Any plugs? Yeah. Um, I de- there's definitely now in Aurora, it used to be in Denver, it's called the Autism Community Store. Mm. They definitely have a lot of resources for parents um, that have kids on the spectrum. Great. Um, they have uh, people that go to their fairs that have like gems, uh, therapy, just different things. Cool. Um, so I would say to reach out to the Autism Community Store, it's very, very helpful and about time that something like that exists. That's so amazing. I would say that. Yes. Excellent. Beautiful. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. You're a gem. You. Um, Love you, babe. Yeah. So anybody. So Karina obviously reached out to us through um, our website or I don't know how Insta? you. Do, oh, no. Instagram is yep. how you reach out to us. Yeah. But anybody who has a story that they want to tell, reach out to us. And um, we're let's eat at Mikey and Rin stay in dot com. That's right. Yeah. And you can follow us on all the socials. Uh, you can see our pretty faces eating, hiking, doing all the dumb shit we do. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, should we sing? Uh, yeah. I'm Mikey. Diamonds and bo- Ooh, oh, I'm- yeah. <laughs> All together now. All right, so I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, tonight. oh, we're gonna stay in. That was my Diamonds and Prince. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, me- Karina, for ruining your favorite makeout song. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. 